0: podcast world, cabin studios we are back for season three Whoop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <There we> go.
0: <laughs> this is caribbean power lunch where we feature black owned businesses i am your host kevin valley and today we have a specially invited guest host who took us to school in episode 18 teaching us how to get our business off the ground how to protect it legally and how to position it for growth mm.
2: Hello, Emma Charles. <laughs> thank
0: you for taking the time off this evening to come across the cabin studios to record with some very exciting people.
2: Woo! 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 And Kevin, thank you for inviting me back. I am a big supporter of Caribbean Power Lunch.
1: All right.
0: Well, nice, nice. I know last time you said Caribbean Power Host or something like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he will never forgive me for that. I mean, how could I?
0: So today we're going back to school. Today we're talking financial literacy. So we are here with entrepreneur, investor, financial trainer, motivational speaker, real estate broker, and national athlete, Mr. Roger Moore.
1: Somebody did their research. Thank you for having me. Hello, Roger Moore. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
0: So Roger, I want to start this conversation on something that's usually glossed over. Mm-hmm. You always say you're a national athlete, then you get into your whole cash flow spiel and everything, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So what now, what sport did you play for the country? Are you currently a national athlete?
1: I'm currently a national athlete. I'm currently national champion. Woo! All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
0: think I we badminton. give this guy too much rum.
1: I play badminton, which is very popular in the UK. Ah. <laughs> that was for me
0: so cheers to Emma
1: playing since funny. I was 5 training since I was 12 and funny enough I'm age 37 I'm an old national athlete and right now I'm preparing to play a lot of international tournaments next year I'm trying to make Olympic qualification in 2020
0: so you're going to be a 40 year old man <laughs> yeah,
1: playing a sport in the Olympics in the Olympics yeah, yeah you know funny enough when we made it to the World Cup in football our players on the Trinidad and Tobago team were the oldest players in the tournament and he woke up. Oh, you yeah? Know? Yeah. Maybe it's a true not thing.
2: Roger, you don't look 37.
1: If exactly. That's any exactly. You
0: know, Emma, before you came, he's all conscious about his weight and everything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm still am, trust me. <laughs> ten years ago, I used to be fat. And I had glasses and all that stuff. And so if you look at pictures of me ten years ago, I actually look a lot older. But, you know, fitness training. And I took something called Laminine, which changed my life is that a drug that is actually an all-natural Are you, sure you can see that it's an all-natural <laughs> drug it's perfectly legal i promise you it's a product that rejuvenates your stem cells and it worked really well i just took it because i thought you know it would have helped but it really helped in a major way so i was able to train at a higher level and I heal a lot of my injuries and everything
2: okay did you yeah. take a note of that kevin
1: yeah so this is legal this, this is not- real it's sold in pharmacies What's weird is a network marketing product, and you know, those products suck. Whoa. <laughs> and it's the first network marketing product to make it in the shelves of pharmacies and hospitals. Okay. So it's the weirdest thing ever. And I'm actually going to start um, promoting it from next month or so. I think you've started already. Yeah, well, it changed my <laughs> life. Way to do it. Yeah, it changed my life. So funny enough, I'm not a fan of network marketing, it's not my thing. But I talked to a friend of mine who sells it in his. New medical establishment, one of our Casual Club members. And I said, you know, I should be a spokesperson for laminine because I'm a living proof of it, that it works. My parents take it, all my family members take it, and it's all natural. I could take it with a bear. Older athletes are taking it a lot. A lot of older athletes are coming back into sports professionally because of laminine because it works. Stem cells on the whole is something fantastic. It's going to make us all live a lot longer, but to have something like that on the market since 2011 is weird.
0: Being a national athlete and well badminton, is, would you, is that really like a team sport?
1: Team sport and you have singles, just like tennis. Singles, doubles, mixed doubles, and they have team events and uh, that kind of thing as well.
0: Okay. Is there any parallel between what you do as a trained national athlete and what you do as a…
1: Business owner? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So, sports teaches you about strategy. So, you ever heard of Art of War by Sun Tzu?
0: Yeah, i heard of it, yeah.
1: Yeah. So the same principles apply to sport and to business. So it kind of prepares you for that. And also the team environment. I grew up playing basketball. I was always the point guard, the person who sets all the plays. Oh, really? That prepared me for business in a major way. So, you know, being part of sports, the discipline, the training, dealing with coaches, dealing with people, that prepared me for business. So when I started business, I knew sort of what to do. But then to cash the club is what gave me a huge advantage.
0: Okay, so you started this Casual Club in 2004 thereabouts, right?
1: 2005, December the 16th. Okay. Alright, so you started... You yeah. December 16, 2005, yeah. Okay. It drastically changed my life. But yeah. During,
0: and during that time, you're still doing your degree in business administration. I actually just
1: started my business degree at Roytech, which is the University of New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. I started my business degree, and I think that gave me an advantage over other cash club owners worldwide. First of all, I was way younger than everybody else, all the other cash club owners. And I also started a degree in business. So I got to compare my degree in business to what I was learning at cash flow. And when we realized we learned a whole semester of work in just three hours, we all went to our finance lecturer and we said, look, we found this game that teaches us basically a whole semester of work in just three hours. Maybe you should come to our next session and see for yourself what is going on. And you know what he did? He discouraged us. Wow.
2: I was about to say that's a very powerful point you make because you're saying you actually did a degree and then after the degree, you're able to well, say that this cash club, what is way it? Way
1: more effective. It Was, prepared me for business yeah, way more so than my the degree in business. Because a degree in business prepares you for employment.
2: But it also takes a year, right? Or two or three?
1: Three years, yeah. Cash flow, you know, in just a couple of hours you learn the same amount of work you learn for an entire semester. It saves a lot of time. And that's because it they use a simulation based approach. With simulations, you remember ninety percent and more. With classroom style, you remember twenty percent and less. That's a Big difference. Who came up with this cash flow? Robert Kiyosaki, the writer of Rich Dad oh. Poor Dad. The six-time New York Times bestseller, written in over 150 languages worldwide. And your best friend. I wish. <laughs> 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 I actually never met the guy, but he knows of us and he supports us on a major. Yeah, way. so he, he posted you guys. He posted us uh, all our videos. He posts it on his Facebook profile and everything. Because we all have the same mission, to elevate the financial well-being of humanity. Sometimes when I go on TV, they ask me if I think cash club is the solution to poverty. And they're always surprised by my answer because I always say, we have no reason not to believe that. Oh. Is that, so far. Is,
2: is that the part of the ha- like the secret thinking or that's like proven?
1: From what we're seeing so far, we have no reason not to believe it is. Because we see it for ourselves on a regular basis for the past 12 years, training thousands of people. The first four years, we ran free sessions every weekend. And when I say every weekend, I mean thursdays fridays saturdays and sundays so, churches people's houses everything and then when we um when we became an official cash flow club in 2009 that's when we started charging our courses and everything we got the courses from the rich dad company and you know the insurance industry was the first to open the doors to us
2: i'm a bit curious now so if i went to is it cash flow
1: yeah you'll learn
2: what would i come out with that I would? you'll
1: learn a lot business. more about business no. investing and finance <laughs> than the education system could teach you because the education system actually doesn't teach you what we teach at flow. Things like raising capital, you don't learn that in the education system. You don't learn budgeting and accounting and finance and real estate and stocks and business in the school system in a way that you can apply to real life as soon as you finish a course. So our participants actually start businesses. They go into real estate, they invest in stocks because they know exactly what to do. They practice it over and over in their simulation. Try and think of an airline pilot is learning to be a pilot, not a trainee. What do you think is more effective? Just reading the textbook on how to fly a plane? Or one that practices everyday in a simulation? Or actually, if you were going to take a flight and you had a choice of two pilots, which one would you choose? One who just read the manual or one who practiced for hours in a simulation? Uh,
2: both. One who done both.
0: No, you have a choice of either or. <laughs> <laughs> I'll choose the guy who flew the plane.
1: <laughs> yeah. Simulations. When an army is preparing for war, they don't send their soldiers to the classroom to cram for exams. They send them to the battlefield and do simulated battles. They call them war games.
2: No, no, I hear under- I what you're saying. Yeah, I agree. That,
1: and everybody understands that, even high school kids. So when we speak to high school kids, they understand exactly where we're coming from because they play games. They know the power of simulations right so the simplest question is okay what else can we teach with a simulation based approach and the answer is a lot of things so so far my team has figured out besides finance investing business budgeting accounting retirement planning raising capital and all that stuff besides all that stuff we have a new business called mad science a franchise from canada that teaches science and engineering with a simulation based approach and even chemistry and everything with john Ruman, we formed a sales training company called the sales training academy uses a simulation-based approach to teach sales. And a lot of our graduates from Cashflow Club that want to learn more about real estate, they become agents with Remax. And we bought the Remax franchise from the States, brought it to Trinidad, and all our graduates that want to focus on real estate, they start selling real estate, they learn real estate from a practical point of view, and they find out a lot of business opportunities in the real estate industry. So we're sparking an entrepreneurial movement.
0: So I want to take it back a little bit. We kind of glossed over, all right, so we have a Cashflow Club now, but... How did we get that club? So I think it'd be valuable for the listeners to understand, okay, how do we form this in the first place? Is it that you read the Rich Dad Poor Dad book? Yes. And then, you, then what? How then about
1: you, the game. No, how, how
0: did you find out about the game?
1: Oh, reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, they mentioned it many times. In fact, what Robert Kiyosaki was saying was that Rich Dad Poor Dad was supposed to be the introduction to cash flow. But the book became, all the books became such an international sensation. Everybody thought it was just about the books. They didn't realize that this was Robert's true invention, the game.
2: Roger, I I still want to understand it more. Mm -hmm. Because I know it's a game, Mm
1: -hmm. simulated. Games are very And uh, it
2: deals in lots of real-life, income-generating situations. Yes. But I need to know more.
1: So how do I play this game? You check us. We have courses and we have workshops. But you can get the game on your own and play on your own. But then you'll be faced with the same problem that Kevin has. (laughs) And <laughs> that you can't Kevin. find people to play with.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, this an interesting story. He right? has
1: this game? Have you played it as yet?
0: Oh, so I'm now meeting Roger, right? But Roger's actually the reason I have this game. Oh,
1: serious? I'm
0: telling you, my brother. He's good friends with you, Sean. Yeah. Right. Let's say I don't know nine years ago. Nine years ago, Sean came on one day. Say, Kevin, <laughs> you need to get on this game called Cashflow. <laughs> <laughs> it is like Monopoly on steroids, and everybody knows Monopoly. Everybody, everybody does you know, everybody. <laughs> Plays that in the family time, in their friends' line, or the, when they hang out. Monopoly not, actually like.
1: my fact- family love Monopoly. Oh, yeah, I do. It's very, very effective. It gets right? a lot of people into business.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, but it also
2: takes like three hours.
1: That too, yeah. In fact, cashless sessions are three hours long. Ooh. Yeah. With video and talk, of course.
0: Right. So I made my big sister buy me that game for Christmas that year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I've had a game say eight years now, and if I play that game eight times, I played it a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they can't you can't get, 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 you can't people, get people to, to play, play. Yeah. Yeah. this game. Because they think it's boring. Or they get scared by the word finance. They think finance is boring, finance is scary. They don't understand finance and they get to know.
0: But how do you how do you get people to play this game? How do you get people to play this game, to join this club and to free their minds?
1: Um, let them hear me speak somewhere. Um because I do speeches all over the country. No, serious. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, when people hear me talk, they realize what this game actually teaches. When people find out what this game actually teaches, then they're more inclined to play. Just like how Emma's watching the game right now and getting very curious, the same thing happens to a lot of people. Right. Because we have been doing it for so long, we're able to sell people on the idea of what this game teaches. It literally teaches you how to make more money. Mm-hmm. And that's why everybody went to the schools they went to and worked the place they work because they believe they're going to get a high salary and do well financially but that's not all of the story.
2: It does say in the box, you will discover what the rich teach their kids about money.
1: Yeah. Well, so the, rich, that poor, that book, the tagline for the book is what the rich teach their kids about money that the poor and middle class do not. And it's very true. What we teach about finance, investing and business is still not taught in the education system today. True. And that's actually a crime against humanity because poverty is a crime against humanity. We have a major problem. In the UK, they call it youth unemployment. That's a major problem. In Trinidad, they don't define that problem because we still have enough money to do OJT. That's for now.
0: On the job training.
1: For now. But now we're starting to run out of money because oil prices are a bit lower and we don't have as much revenues. So now we have a problem of a lot of young people graduating from university and can't get a job. Even in the medical schools, they can't get a job. But when they come to cash flow, they learn how to start their own business. So they solving many, 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 many problems at the same time. Which is why we're totally blown away by the idea that politicians know about Cashflow Club, and they're not taking action. <laughs> so when we do speeches, we kind of hint to people, hey, maybe you should do this for yourself because your leaders are not going to help you do it. They're not telling you to do it. And they know about it.
0: When you say the word action, right? So on this show, we love to talk about going from idea to action. Yes. So we want to talk about the action you've taken after you know, you've know you read the book, you bought the game, you're playing the game, you're teaching people how to play the game. I'm a serial people. entrepreneur.
1: I can't help it. It's right. an addiction.
0: But what I noticed, though, you say a serial entrepreneur, but what I noticed that most of the companies that you invest in, most of the companies you own, actually, franchises. So you own, you bought rights, the local rights for the cash flow club. Mm-hmm. You got your mad science program, right. which which is rights that you bought from as a franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have the Remax Real Estate Brokerage, which right. is an international franchise as well. Right. So what is the thought process behind that model?
1: Ah, very good. Very good question. okay. So Dave Thomas... Thanks, man. (laughs) He's a genius! Okay, so Dave Thomas... I've got to think of a good question now. (laughs) So Dave Thomas, who started Wendy's, he actually started off with KFC franchises. He learned the business inside out and then said, hey, I can do something better than this. So he came up with the idea for Wendy's. Sam Walton, who's one of my favorite entrepreneurs as well, who built Walmart, he started off with Benjamin Franklin franchises back in the 60s. Those are general store franchises. And he realized he could do something better. So he built Walmart. He actually pitched the idea to the franchise itself and they've turned him down. And he didn't care. He just raised it from other investors. So franchises are a way to learn about business, learn how to build business from the inside out. And then you can do your own startups. That's so because because of Mad Science and Cashflow Club, I know I can build a lot of education businesses. So when we John and I talked about doing the Sales Training Academy, which is a startup, we said, okay, Let's start putting this together. We've put together our business in like a week. We design our course in like two days.
2: How many franchises have you put together?
1: I have three franchises and one startup. For now. But whether I buy a franchise or do a startup, it really doesn't matter because we have enough experience to do so. And because of cash flow as well, we have no fear. We're not scared of making mistakes. We don't care about making mistakes. I have a lot of failed businesses. I talk about it a lot on Cashflow Club. In fact, I have a, a business called Downtown Bicycle Couriers. Yes, I was looking up that business, but oh, the yeah. website doesn't work. Oh, Of the course, it, it, we, we, it failed like in 2010. I still wear the jersey up to now because we got sponsored by Mike's Bikes. We didn't raise capital for the bicycle courier company. So we went to Mike's Bikes and begging for free bikes. And he actually said, yeah. So we were like, okay, cool. We put his name on our uniforms. No, that business has so much potential. If we start it up now, it is, it's going to make money.
0: Tell us about that business. What's the premise of that business? Why did it fail?
1: Why did it fail? I had no leadership skills and I had the wrong team.
0: What was your business about? And it was
1: uh, a meal delivery service on bikes. So what and Spain? In Trinidad in, Trinidad, in Port of Spain, yeah. It actually went nationwide for a couple of days <laughs> during the summit when Barack Obama came. So, you know, you see bicycle couriers all the time in New York and London and everywhere, you know, but you never saw them in Trinidad. You guys mention
0: in London a lot now that you
1: hear. <laughs> because <laughs> of me? <laughs> and maybe it's Roger Moore. <laughs> but funny enough... Roger. In Port of Spain, Port of Spain is actually very small. People don't know that. What takes another delivery company an hour and a half to do a delivery would take 50 minutes on a bicycle. So we didn't know how efficient it was until we put together the company. We started doing services and realized, holy crap, we are onto something. So we charge $20 a destination and we charge $60 for bill payments. So in the $20 per destination, the courier will get $10 and the company will get $10. And the bill payments, the courier will get $40 and the company will get 20, right? You're almost like a retail concierge service in a way. Somewhat. So what started happening was because our couriers were in uniform, when they went in the line to stand up for BIR and the banks and that kind of thing, what started happening was they started skipping the lines because they were seeing us all the time, right? So our couriers were making bill payments money the same speed at which they were making deliveries. So they started making plenty money, right? And then the summit happened, They couldn't get the invitations out in time because there were no same-day delivery service in Port of Spain and in Trinidad. So they relied on us 100%. So they gave us 150 deliveries. And they're like, okay, Raj, we have no choice. You know, do your thing. And we did all deliveries in like three hours. It blew their minds. Next time, the day after, the woman comes with a big box of invitations. She's like, here, this is yours. And she started walking away really fast after she put on the box. And we're like, what, what, what? Come, 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 come. Why are you walking away so fast? (laughs) When I checked the box, Sanga Grandi, Tobago, (laughs) you know, like... Hold on, Tobago? Yeah! I was like, lady, we're using bikes. What are you doing? She's like, Roger, we have no choice. Wow. So we're like, okay. Because she said, charge what you want. And I was like, magic. I was like, yeah, charge what I want. Okay. So we actually came up with a nationwide pricing system based on the stunts. Uh, we did the other uh, deliveries and our cars and vans and everything. And we did the bicycle courier deliveries in Port of Spain itself. And we got it done right before Barack Obama plane landed. We made the last delivery.
2: So, you know, you spoke about the art of war and strategy. Yeah. Did you strategize this in time for the summit? Uh, yeah, yeah, you and did. It wow. We the
1: Wonderful. Yeah. In fact, we thought, up, we thought up what downtown bicycle couriers will look like with scooters. So, this
2: was just a business for like the summit.
1: Oh, no, after thing? the summit. This is after the summit now. And I um, actually met the owner of Scooters, and he loved the idea. He's actually an Irish guy. His company sold scooters. But people in Trinidad and Tobago don't like scooters. They like cars. So he was not making as much money as he would like, right? So he loved the idea. He said, "Raj, I can help you grow your business. Da, 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 da. He wanted to invest in it. That's why I said I have the wrong team. My team did not want him on board. They didn't want to go nationwide. They wanted to stick to Port of Spain, and that's why I left eventually. Because I it would be hard to it would be hard
2: to ride from Port of Spain all the way to um, Sandy Grande.
1: Actually, well, not on a scooter. (laughs) On a scooter, it's not that hard. So we actually did a test from martin to Curap, and this is before the interchange got built. Oh, on a scooter. Well, in a car, used to take about two hours during peak traffic hours Mm -hmm. because it had a lot of traffic lights in those days. The guy in the scooter did it in twenty-two minutes. Mm-hmm. so it's very efficient yeah. so that's why i said even if i started back now it's going to make a lot of money because there's no competition
2: well not now but maybe after this podcast
1: goes like actually nobody is brave enough to even try it okay. unless they probably come to cash show and get Oh <laughs> my god! Okay, Roger. so tell us about
0: mad science how that startup? because you're i mean you're a business student and stuff how did you decide okay let me go and get a science franchise
1: i'm a big fan of science Right? I didn't study science in school because school actually makes science boring. Biology, chemistry, or physics? Oh, I failed them all in school because they sucked. They are boring. No, oh, this hard. is not
2: science though. The we're textbook was like then.
1: this tick. And oh my God, science is awful in the school system. You probably did well. I did. Because you're from the UK. It's a no, bit more... I liked,
2: I liked Well, I like two of the sciences. That's
1: you probably cut up a lot of frogs and stuff <laughs> in your program. Oh, no. We didn't get any frogs. We got a drawing of a frog. Oh, a picture, And up. we had to visualize, a- okay, this is how it looks when it's dissected. <laughs> we didn't get much exposure.
0: So we didn't really get to simulate then. We didn't yeah. really get to learn by So my I said, okay,
1: if Cash or Club works so well in the field of finance, investing and business, I said, okay, maybe these guys figured it out in the field of science and engineering. And yes, they did. So we raised the capital, brought the franchise down and started doing it. And yeah, it worked so well that we actually have really big plans for the country. We're actually aiming for a Caribbean space program now. So we plan it within a 15-year period. Because there's actually a company in the UK called Reaction Engines Limited.
2: Engines?
1: Reaction Engines Limited. Mm -hmm. The founders of that company were actually aerospace engineers from the Rolls-Royce company. And they figured out a way to combine a jet engine with a rocket engine. So it's basically an air-breathing rocket engine, and their craft called Skylon can take off from a runway and go into space and come back.
2: Oh, you get this on the super, science program. Super,
1: super cheap, right? So I want this country mm-hmm. to be the first to have Skylon in our Caribbean space program because if it's that cheap to bring to carry payload to space, that means the satellite launching industry could be ours, right? So this is the big, this is the big step we want to take. So, if education is so good, we could probably produce enough you know, entrepreneurs and investors and scientists and engineers that could think like entrepreneurs and investors within a 15 year period. And then during that time, pitch the idea of the Caribbean Space Program and hopefully make it materialize in time when Skylon is on the market. We want to be the first. So much so I want to be the spokesperson of Skylon, which is why of I'm, trying to, you do, of I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to get fit. I'm, I'm super from impressed
2: now. I'm super impressed.
1: I'm very, very impressed with what's Skylon. The, it's a a timeline, British, what's the timeline for this? British Aerospace actually invested 20 million pounds into the company recently, like wow. last year. So a lot of space programs have their eyes on it. In fact, southeast of us is French Guyana and they have uh, the launching facilities for the European Space Agency. The reason why they're there there. Is because it's close to the equator and it's a shorter ride up into orbit. Okay, oh you know a lot about the space... Oh, right, I'm a science guy. Yes, oh, right, okay. Yeah. So, Mad Science is this for, has a NASA program, so we're trying to bring oh, that into the Oh, Is this for,
2: in. like, school kids or is it for Mad all different ages?
1: It's for primary school and high school kids. It's actually really for primary school kids, ages 5 to 12, but because we have no competition, high schools.
2: So it's like an after-school club?
1: After-school program, workshops, birthday parties, science shows and camps. So right now we have a deal with Shell. Shell has us in the high schools. But we still run programs for the primary schools. Okay, great. great, yeah. great and it's great. growing. And we're looking for a math scientists. <laughs> All right, so let's drill <laughs> down. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> okay. My uh, science name is Rocket Roger, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Connecticut. You're gonna give me a lot of energy. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's a science name that starts with E? Um M- e? Enema, Emma Emma. <laughs> no, no, that's not good. <laughs> energy Emma. Energy no, And no. Energy. energy. Element, element, element Emma. Emma. Emma Element. That's a mad science name, so think about mm. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds so.
0: We're having a lot of fun here today.
1: Aeronautics Emma. Hey! <laughs> okay. I like that. It sounds like Emma, Aerospace Emma. That's actually good. My mom's science name is Antimatter, A U N T Y. It's the weirdest thing. We have bionic. Mater. Yeah, we have Bionic Blaine. We have Gamma Ray Gabby. We have some weird. Josby Kevin. Kinetic Chris. What kind I of weird? I was Kinetic
2: Kevin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Kinetic Kevin. <laughs> you ain't gonna wait, Kinetic Kevin. <laughs> I think your viewers are gonna be calling you Kinetic Kevin from here on in. <laughs> Welcome to Caribbean Polo Lunch. This is Kinetic Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. This is a lot. <laughs> All right,
0: so let's drill down right. into um, cash flow. Yes. Your cash flow courses and everything. So, you guys have a different way that you look at assets. Yes. From how traditional financial education teaches yes. people about
1: assets. Which gets us into a lot of trouble, yes.
0: So, people look at A house, a house is, is an
1: not asset. an asset, yeah. So, we have a different definition of an asset. An asset brings money into your pocket every single month, whether you work or not. Therefore, a liability it takes money out your pocket. It's
2: that's a st- stock? Like a stock?
1: Like a house? Like a car? What those happens? are liabilities. Oh, a <laughs> yeah. So the house you're living in is actually a liability, not an asset. And that's where problems begin because...
0: But that's only if you still have a mortgage outstanding on it.
1: Ah. Even if you pay off your mortgage, you still have bills. You still have to cut grass. You still have to paint. Christmas time, otherwise your wife will kill you. You still have to pay electricity, water. You still have money coming out your pocket. So it's a liability. It's only an asset if it's making you money.
2: Is there some good liabilities, maybe? You'd have some that make money. No, not
1: bad. (laughs) Oh, ouch. You hear that? (laughs) I think you need to take off your headphones. (laughs) Yeah. So assets, you want to buy as many assets as possible. So that's why we teach people to make more money. So the car, they turn the car into assets. They turn the house into an asset.
2: Okay, well, I can hear the turn your house into asset now.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. New rent apartments in the house and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. that's how you turn your house into an asset Mm -hmm. once it brings in money so when you start living via financial statement that's when everything changes you start aiming to buy more and more assets so what happens with cash flow is that people learn how to make more money step by step
2: are you making money now? Of course. Right now, like this interview? and like right uh, now, You have got a guy filming. That's well, it <laughs>
1: depends on where I share it after. You <laughs> know, he wants me to share it on LinkedIn. I'm going to share it on Facebook, Instagram, right. and I'm going to do it on LinkedIn as well. Get the corporate market. Oh, right. That's how I'm going to All make right. money from okay. this and film my classes. Just
0: let them know that you were on Caribbean Power Lunch.
2: All
1: right, there we go.
2: And you have Emma Charles featuring and she has an online business for company registration.
1: All right. And it's hosted by to Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Aeronautical <Yeah>. Emma. <laughs> wow.
2: Okay, Robot Roger.
1: So why why um, Cash Show works on people is that they learn to constantly buy more and more assets and have constantly more and more sources of income and they grow their sources of income. Not just the size of the income, but the sources of income.
2: Kevin, you should have played this long time.
1: <laughs> I
0: really should. I really should. And you know the thing is, I had Kivo interviewing here just some months ago, and he's like, nah, boy, you had to play that game, you
1: know?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just can't find friends to play this game with. I m- maybe I need to join this cash flow you club. Need to join the cash maybe Rocket Roger will um. this. Maybe Rocket Roger will just say, <laughs> Kevin, let's come we'll to launch, the club, man. It's free. You're, you're free. You know, you're from Caribbean Power Lunch. I got you. <laughs>
1: You know, in math science, we actually teach rocket science. So the kids actually build their own rockets and then launch it at the end of camp. Oh,
2: finally, we're learning what they learn. That's yeah, what we have trying yeah. to. That's what we been trying to do. Yeah. remember, like, practice. Find out what
1: you teach. So, so the kids in math science actually learn real science. They learn how to use real laboratory equipment. So, like for example, we have an after-school program called Crazy Chemworks. So they don't just learn to make slime; they learn all sorts of things in chemistry stuff I can't talk about because I have to, you know, non-disclosure. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, rockets are one thing, and the rockets are actually from NASA. We have branded stuff at NASA. And um, right now, we want to do an IPO soon and raise capital to buy the NASA program that we have in Science. And we wanted in for January. And that's when I'll start going on TV and start promoting the idea of a Caribbean space program. And that's what gets a lot of people's attention because, you know, being a Caribbean country, a lot of people think we're way behind everybody else. But we have a lot to be proud of. We have a thriving energy sector. We are one of the top exporters of methanol, one of the top exporters of ammonia and urea. Oil and gas, as well. We're doing pretty well for Caribbean Island, despite all the problems. Problems are good for entrepreneurs, by the way. We are problem solvers. Yeah. Right? So nobody ever thought that we could actually not just have a Caribbean space program, but actually have it profitable. It must be profitable, it has to be a business kind of thing. You want to start a whole new industry. That's going to bring a lot of job opportunities, a lot of business opportunities. You want to give tax incentives to aerospace companies to come and set up shop Is it air. because of the
2: location you're saying? Perfect location.
1: We're English speaking. We're close to the equator. Politically stable, despite what people say. Very politically stable. Strong economy. It's going to be strong for a while again because we're an emerging economy and a lot of entrepreneurs and investors interested in investing in Trinidad and Tobago. We're doing pretty well.
2: The is going to pick back up.
1: Of
0: course, mm-hmm. of course. With Rocket Roger here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With a cash show club here and a junior stock market. Come on. It must, it will pick back up. It's ups and downs. It's cycles.
0: With mad science though, your background isn't really heavily into science, no, as not. you just said, right? So yeah, how do you go about, about science. building that company, getting people on board who could teach science?
1: I hire people. What was that about? franchise? <laughs> that all. but funny enough, we're located right next door to the University of the West Indies. Okay. Which by the way is top 5% in the world because they just got recently uh, ranked really, really high. Yeah, I just posted that on my LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm in UE all the time. I'm constantly recruiting. I have access to a lot of university students that are very passionate about science and they believe in our mission. So one of the most important things that we teach at Cashflow, the most important thing in building a business is the mission. Your mission is the most important part of your business system. So for example, the mission of Mad Science is to inspire the next generation of scientists, engineers, and explorers. That's the mission of mad science. And a lot of university students that are studying science, they're very passionate about science. So when they meet people like us, who are also passionate about science, they want to work with us and grow the company. A lot of them. And grow the region. Exactly. Because funny enough, when you buy a franchise, you get a territory, right? So most franchises, like Subway, for example, they have the territory of Trinidad and Tobago. But you know I'm a hustler, dog. They should not have let me meet the president of mad science. I hustle hard. I got seven islands. I got Trinidad, Tobago, Barbados, Grenada, St. Lucia, St. Vincent, Martinique.
0: So you got people on the ground across there as well? Not yet. So what are you, what are you doing with that? Right? So I'm
1: going to raise capital and then start expanding.
2: How did you justify you know,
1: your reach for all these
2: different regions? How did you get that?
1: I have no idea I'm a hustler. Charming. Go ahead and no to play. It's game. Walk us through the hustle. Okay. So I got to talk to him and I said, you know, I want more territory than these islands here. They don't know the Caribbean. He was like, yeah, I agree with you. In my mind, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. So that's why we say at Cashflow Club, the most important skill in business and investing is your ability to sell. When you can sell... Because it's not just about selling to customers; it's about selling to employees, True. your staff, your investors, your bankers, your franchise, politicians, True. your family, your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Sales is it. Yeah, funny. Sales you know, you say that, account.
0: and you just spoke about your sales training academy. So, are you selling your sales training academy? Of by a, <laughs> Why
1: wouldn't need. I sell that? <laughs> in fact, our only competitor in the market is Deal Carnegie, and the Deal Carnegie found well, the Carnegie owners it's a franchise, and turned that. Right. They from they are from Casual Club as well. So but tell me
0: something, no, Roger. We just so, send a lot of people to them. So you say that you know you need to be able to sell. But what yes. if you, what if you as a founder, right? You you're good at creating, right? That, uh-huh. That's your that's your specialty. That's your uh-huh. that's your. So Lots of
1: people are good at creating. They become broke art- artists. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if you're able to have the person to the right of you? who could sell your product while you focus on creating and optimizing that product.
1: Okay. I want you to watch a movie called The Founder. And you'll see that at play in a major way, right? When you watch The Founder, it's the story of McDonald's. The guys that came up with McDonald's, they're geniuses. They're smart. They build an entire business system that makes a meal in 30 seconds or less. Genius guys. But Ray Kroc was a salesman. Ray Kroc realized, he's a milkshake salesman, and he realized that these guys order six milkshakes when other restaurants order like one at a time. And he was broke. He was like, hey, I'm going to go to that restaurant and see what they have. And he realized they had a superior system. Simple menu, low prices, efficient business system. And he said, as a salesperson, I can take this concept and put it in every street corner and still make a lot of money. Right, Ray Kroc eventually took over McDonald's from them He's not the real founder of McDonald's He's just a salesman That's why we implore people To read Rajal Podad and see for themselves Sales is the number one skill in business There are a lot of people that do cash flow And don't learn to sell And they suffer for it Now they do take action They do increase their source of income and all that stuff But they're not as effective as those that learn to sell after To play cash on real life You have to be in the sales profession You have to be networking to find all these deals that the game has to play the game in real life. You have to be constantly networking. You have to be constantly selling. Mm -hmm. It's just something that comes with the territory. Roger. Yeah.
2: Question for you.
1: Of course, (laughs) no one else here. uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, how far you? How far do you see yourself taking this? Where do you want to go? Do you just want to? Do you want to reach for the stars and have it all and launch rockets? Do you just want to build that wonderful house somewhere in the Caribbean, somewhere you know, in a lovely location? The reason
1: why I was born is to end poverty. So I believe this is going to end poverty. So what? I didn't. I didn't even. Okay. So our casual club is unique. There are a lot of things that we do that other cash crops don't do because we are in, we're in touch with everybody worldwide right we're one of the largest okay. between us and Cambodia and we did not patent anything which is a bad business mistake but to us is the right thing to do so what we want to do because Trinidad and Tobago are small countries small country in the Caribbean is the perfect guinea pig to prove that the solution to poverty is actually possible Right. Even if we're wrong, even if we're only 80% there, it's still a huge step. Our next task, besides, because Sales Training Academy is actually part of the plan, is simulation-based financial and business training. Simulation-based sales training. and the next step is something called microfinance.
0: Would that be simulation-based as well?
1: No. Microfinance is a way for poor people to get loans to start yeah. businesses. The Muhammad Yunus is the one who came up with the idea and he's a billionaire now. He built Grameen Bank, which stands, which is Hindi for village bank he built a bank for poor people to get loans to start businesses now that elevated millions of people out of poverty but what is lacking worldwide and why a lot of other countries failed in executing microfinance is simply because a lot of poor people are not trained in finance or financial literacy so we want to bring them together with simulation-based sales training simulation-based financial and business training and microfinance.
2: Well, I think it's not only poor people that's not trained, but very educated people are not trained exactly. either. And maybe so if everyone th- was trained, maybe then your supply and demand may yep. may not give you as much profits anymore. So it's going to solve so.
1: income inequality and it's going to solve poverty. So we're really, we're banking on it. So we have one guy right now from Casual Club, one of our members, who's about to go to Ireland to study microfinance. So when he comes back, that's our last piece of the puzzle to see if our theory is right and if it's right we win and everybody else wins we want other countries to copy our idea and execute it in their own countries if we are wrong at least we've reached this far and they can still copy it and carry it home even casual club they can copy it right now that's my glass sorry they can copy it right now we don't care we want as many people to start casual clubs as possible so people like kevin who have the game right here we want them to hold casual sessions We don't mind. I mean, they can't use the official Cashflow branding, but you can call it anything you want. (laughs) Start a business, do free sessions, whatever you like. We have one guy who actually runs sessions in Laventille. Laventille is one of the the most depressed economic areas in the country. He runs free sessions in Laventille. He's an inspiration to his community. He's a business owner now, but when we discovered him, when he came to Cashflow, he was struggling. That's Sean McPhee.
2: Okay, I think, I think I've actually met him before. He, that's the uh, transportation company? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. We've actually done some business together. Oh, yeah. serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's well, a good guy. Well, uh, you know?
1: yeah. And of course, he has to improve his business, but he's growing still. Of course, he wants the secret sauce of downtown bicycle couriers, but you know, I'm not <laughs> going to give him all of that, but I give him advice anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I keep trying to bring this back.
1: So, <laughs> what's
0: the cash flow way of investing? How do you all look at investing?
1: Okay, so with are three asset classes, your business, real estate, and paper assets. Paper assets are all those stocks, bonds, mutual funds, head funds, all those things. That's paper assets, right? We aim for thirty percent return on investment so, and over.
0: So, stock in itself is ownership in a business. But so you're saying, when you say business, you just mean like private companies?
1: Yes. Okay. Your company. Okay. Your own business. Right. Right. And yeah, but stocks. Yeah, stock. Well, a lot of people don't know that they just think stocks is just stocks, and that's it. Right. Right. But yeah. Stocks
0: is a claim in a publicly traded company.
1: Yeah. Right? When you're buying a couple thousand shares, you don't own a percentage. Of, you don't own like a 1% or more of a business because this business tends to be big. Right. Right, But yeah. So we teach all those things. We teach them to aim for 30% return on over. And funny enough, in real life, they find deals like that all the time. Even the, the guys that want to do business, once you learn to sell, we have a saying that sales equals income. So those who can't sell, you can actually see it reflect in the financial statement by how much money they make. Because funny enough, everybody is in the field of sales. Everybody. But only some people get paid for it. And in addition to that, it's also good to register your company. Right? A lot of people don't want to register the company or they register as a sole trader. That's actually a big mistake. So in cash flow, we teach people to register limited liability companies.
2: Why is that to help with taxes or taxes marketing? and asset protection? Okay.
1: Taxes and asset protection. Because if they fall along in your establishment and they sue you. They sue you. So you guys if have you're a sole trader.
0: lawyers like Emma on board and stuff. You're a lawyer?
2: I am, yes. sure so, you're am. I am,
1: yes. Oh, who appropriate? And you help people register. And I do.
2: That. And and yes, we have an online business where people can come and register their, incorporate their companies in Trinidad and Tobago.
1: Nice, because we need that. Because a lot of people start off as sole traders because it's easy to do. But they don't know it's actually to their detriment. Because when a lawsuit happens, they get sued.
2: And it's also important to be a sole trader too because that's how you get your bank accounts as well.
1: Sole trader or so, limited liability? Yeah.
2: So for sole traders. So we do sole trader registrations
1: and ah, limited liabilities. Yeah. But eventually but you want them to convert to limited liability. Good
2: liberty. point, yeah, definitely. So people who do
1: cash flow and they're sole traders, we convince them to register as a limited liability company for also taxes purposes as well. Because there are a lot of games... I'm not being recorded, am I? <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of games you can <laughs> you play are. with taxes. It's how this it works. Yeah, <laughs> There are a lot of games you can play with taxes as a... Limited liability company as opposed to a sole trader. If you do those things as a sole trader, you could get locked up. Yeah. You know,
0: I'll advise everybody to take a listen to episode 18 where Emma and I spoke in detail about business incorporation. Was that the last show
1: y'all did? The first show. Oh, this yeah. might be the last one. To what episode is this one?
0: This will be season three, episode one. So it'll be episode 21.
1: Wow, well done. Oh, so I'm just three away from Emma. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> very good. Yeah and you know right now this country is going through a transition so the politicians are starting to wisen up now and they're seriously considering decriminalizing marijuana and making it into a profitable thing which i think is a really good thing you have to have an open mind to see past the box that marijuana is dangerous and all that crazy stuff they heard back in the 50s and 60s when science is proven proving right now that marijuana is actually not the interest.
2: Well, it's been legislated in a lot of different countries all over the world.
1: What about the UK? Is it still illegal?
2: Uh, currently, I believe it is. However, it has I been de- legalized be in, 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 in Lewisham. Soon. It was de- legalized in Lewisham a few years
1: back, but uh, not anymore. I know it's legal in Amsterdam. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, actually, in Amsterdam, it's not legal per se, mm-hmm. but it's something that's not heavily enforced. So I, you know, went to and I did a little bicycle tour, and you know, okay. so I understand it's not, it's not legal as yet.
1: Well, that's the, all I would say. Yeah, quarters of Remax is in Denver, Colorado, and let me tell you, oh boy, I never thought I would see so much opportunities in Colorado. I'm
2: sure you did, because yeah.
1: legal in Colorado, you know, violent crime dropped fifty five percent in Colorado after marijuana legalization, fifty five percent. So imagine if. Violent crime in Trinidad drops 55%. So
0: you want to legalize marijuana? You want to legalize medicinal marijuana?
1: Marijuana! <laughs> but, uh, there,
2: is a point, there is a good point you make, though, in terms of like crime dropping and in terms of overcrowding in prisons. And a lot of people are in prison for yeah, having marijuana. certain stashes yes. of marijuana.
1: And it's a like grass. Yeah. It's, it's a plant. It's not dangerous. It, nobody dies from marijuana poisoning. The, the side effects is what? You get lazy and unambitious and creative I mean, you know, it's it's the weirdest thing, and it has all these health benefits that are, you know, right now Israel is pumping the most money into research and development into marijuana, and they realizing not they're not just helping cure cancer or deal with cancer or well, cancer treatment, but it has a whole host of other benefits from seizures, kids having seizures, to so all, all kind of crazy things. CNN, for example, did a documentary called Weed, W E E D, right. And it was so overwhelming. Dr. Sanjay Gupta had to apologize to the public because he was against marijuana legalization because he thought it was dangerous. And this is the medical correspondent of CNN. He had to do a public apology because the evidence of it being the opposite was so overwhelming. They had to do we two and weed three in CNN. Go on YouTube and see for yourself. Hear all the stories of what's happening. So you're
0: saying you're advising listeners out there? Yes. To go ahead and invest,
1: not in yet marijuana. because it's still illegal. Oh, so, so <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, so cash flow training is very powerful. So we have we actually have to be very careful. That's why we we haven't had the high schools as yet because kids are very intelligent. Even the so called dunce head kids in school that are not good at yeah they call them that who are not good at operating in a classroom, they think they're unintelligent. But when they do cash flow or anything close to it, they realize wait a minute. I'm a genius. Those kids start businesses very quickly. They have all the skills in bread. They those even the the lime at at, at at on the corner of the street till nine o'clock at night, every night, they have well-developed social skills. They're good at people. They have leadership skills. People call them gangs, but they operate in a team all the time in school. Right? Those are positive things in business.
2: so you're saying that you you see these um potentials and you you help to extract them with this with some of the programs yeah but it's
1: it's scary now because you know I don't think the country is yet ready for cash flow to hit high schools because of the enormous change that will happen I'll give an example back in 2009 we trained a 16 year old kid in cash flow just two sessions of cash flow not the course we're scared to get on the course two sessions of cash flow he went back to school and got permission to do a cake sale right my boy kept that sale going and going and going and going. And by the time the school caught up to him, he was selling juice, cookies, stationery, making two grand a week, which is more than his teacher's salary. So after he got suspended, we said, no more high school kids. We actually had a ban on kids for a long, long time. Released it recently because of the recession. So after he got suspended because they're not supposed to sell in school, you're not supposed to make money in school, they would prefer you to focus on your schoolwork.
0: So what is it Exactly. Let's drill down. What is it exactly that you advise people on how to take, how to get out to the rat race, right? So the cash flow speaks about the rat race where you going from paycheck to paycheck. You have one source of income, which is your
1: job. Your salary. Your salary
0: from your job. Ain't it?
1: That's what they train to do.
0: Yeah. Any job, I know you say job stands for, J O B stands for just overbroke. Over, yeah. <laughs> just overbroke. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Right? You did
1: the research. It's good. So what do you,
0: what was the first thing you tell these people when they come into you say, Roger, help me?
1: One, Read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Two, do cash flow with us. You know, Roger, three, learn to sell. Roger, you know what? One thing I want to, I want to see. I want to make an admission, and
0: don't get up and leave, leave the cabin studios after I say this. But, but I have never read Rich Dad Poor Dad, You know?
1: Oh my God, that's all right. Here's but, what. But what I did read. I here's have. what. Here's what to do. I re- Roger, broke. I read it. You read it. Very good. Just <laughs> go on YouTube and listen to the summary.
0: Right, but but what I did read, I read the second book. Cashflow cash Quadrant is yes. more powerful my brother Sean yeah. he got me that book for Christmas yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I read people that people who
1: read Cashflow Quadrant say Cashflow Quadrant is way more powerful than Rich Dad Poor dad. I think I read that one too oh serious mm-hmm. oh so you know about us then <laughs> use, are, are you sucking up right now <laughs> oh my god just saying how, how do the British people say <laughs> moist oh oh my goodness <laughs> This is what I've been going through.
2: <laughs> you need to buy me an apple. <laughs> They're picking on me now.
0: Yeah, is it recording now. Recording. <laughs>
2: that was a weird word. <laughs> By the so, way. the so
0: the first thing to do is to read Rich Dad Porter. Rich Dad Porter.
1: Um, do cash flow. cash flow. teaches you everything in business, investing and finance. Is that your then, game? Yes. The, well, the course. is sales pitch. The course, the course. I mean, they can buy the game on their own and they can play on rich.com online for free. But the real essence of Robert Kiyosaki's invention is cash flow clubs. That's when people come together and there's a support network behind you because a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, they don't have that support. That's what we have. We support each other in business and investing. We help each other. We give free advice, all that stuff, right? And we have a lot of lawyers on the team, you know, a lot of experts on the team, business coaches, all that stuff, right? Do you have a lot of
0: finance professionals on the team? Because I, what I realized yeah. is that a lot of people have this curse of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. So people spend their time educating in finance and stuff and they say,
1: I don't need that. I learned about this already. So-, so there are two types of financial experts. Those with an open mind and those with a closed mind. The open-minded ones do cash flow. The closed-minded ones say, I'm better than that. And they don't learn anything new because they think they know everything already. So we meet a lot of financial people on both sides. There are a lot of those that are open-minded And they said, look, I need to do cash flow because they know something I don't know. And they do it and they change their lives. And then you have those that feel they know everything already. I meet them all the time on TV and all that. We get to do debates at odd times, right? They don't do it too much because I destroy them (laughs) consistently, right? But yeah, we have arguments on social media all the time because they believe that mutual funds are the greatest thing on earth.
2: So to do cash flow is to just play the game simply? Play the board game or is it?
1: Um, Playing the board game is good. Playing the online game is good as well, but doing it in a cash flow club is a different level of learning because you have people around you with experience. Can I have
2: an example?
1: Okay, so everybody in cash flow club has a specialty. So at cash flow, we teach something called follow one course until successful. That stands for focus, right? So my focus is business. That's my major focus. I love acronyms, you know. I love franchises with a passion, right? Not everybody loves franchises. Franchises turn me on. I love franchises more than women. Unfortunately for you. <laughs> I love franchises mother. women. I love franchises, right? I wish I
2: was a franchise.
1: <laughs> How do you become so, a franchise? There's been? some people in um, casual Club.
0: Videographer, come get you. <laughs> <your>, uh, <laughs> and
1: there's some people in casual Club that love real estate. So when my team decided, hey, Raj, let's go into real estate. Now, even though I teach real estate investing, the first thing I did when they said, let's go for real estate, first thing I did was go on Google and type up real estate sales franchises. And the first name that came up was Remax. So I said, I'm going to send him an email. I sent him an email and they replied the day after. And then lo and behold, like a week later, the franchisee, well, the franchise holder was in Trinidad interviewing another potential franchisee. And the guy from um, from the state said, hey, you want to meet the, the franchisor? He's in Trinidad. I'm like, of course. And I got to meet him. And lo and behold, he just happened to have a cash club in Denver. So he knew exactly where I was coming from. And he said, Raj, he saw the opportunity. He said, if you can take your Cashflow Club and somehow apply it to Remax training, then we might discover something very different. And it's true. We have a lot more agents than the usual brokerage, for example, because they all come from Cashflow Club. They Roger, think differently.
2: Where shall I buy? Where shall I buy my next real estate?
1: Where? Yeah. In an area that grows.
2: Where, like somewhere in Trinidad, somewhere in the U.S.? Tell me. Where. Um,
1: It depends on where you live. <laughs> where, where, where do you live? Where do I live? Yeah.
2: I live in, in Trinidad.
1: For how long again?
2: I've lived here for nine years.
1: Oh, yeah, Trinidad. Okay, yeah, so definitely, I know. Invest in I know? <laughs> definitely invest in Trinidad. Why now? Definitely invest in Trinidad. Okay. Next thing is, which part of Trinidad are you going to invest in?
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: So you check with, with real estate investing, you have to choose an area. Right. So the area determines a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So you choose an area that's growing. Okay. Right? Some areas are going up, some areas are going down and some areas are going sideways. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, Lavantel, Mova, Thumb, they're going down. Mm-hmm. Some areas like Arima is going sideways. Maybe not. Some areas are going up like Sangre Grandi, Canupia, Santa Cruz, they're up. Some parts of the go are going down like Enterprise is going down right now. Some parts of the go are going up. So you look for areas that are on the upswing. San Fernando right now is going up, right? I'm not too familiar with Cascade, but I'm... Assuming it's sideways, because mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of prop. I'm meeting a property owner tomorrow morning that can't get tenants for his apartment,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: And it's a major problem. Maybe because the price is too high, but it's something we have to Possibly, look at,
2: yeah.
1: right? Um, so choose the area first and then start looking at as many deals as possible in that area. We have something called the 110 3 1 rule you want to look at 100 properties, shortlist 10, make offers on three, and then choose one to invest in. And when you invest in a property, do it with a team that also is very knowledgeable about real estate investing. You have to be knowledgeable as well. So you have to do your, not just research, but and not just due diligence, but education. So doing cash flow, doing real estate courses. It's hard to
2: find out sometimes the Trinidad real estate. Because, I mean, you could, hard. you could be on the ground.
1: You call people like us. Uh-huh.
2: So you have knowledge of Trinidad real of estate? Of
1: course, I sell real estate for a living.
2: Okay, all right. I wasn't sure what why uh,
1: that's why, why cash Club is so powerful because especially now because we actually have a real estate brokerage now so now we get to know we know exactly what's going on in Trinidad Real Estate Trinidad Tobago Real Estate right. our agents are all over the country mm-hmm. looking for deals there's at money Biden to be deals.
2: made in Trinidad Real Estate <laughs> lots right
1: of money tons oh, of money okay. billions of dollars it's a billion dollar industry there are a lot of people in Trinidad and Tobago that can't even sell that well, don't have much skills, and some of them are even very dishonest, and they're making millions of dollars nonetheless, because it's a huge opportunity. You have to understand, entrepreneurs are problem solvers. We build business that solve problems. So if there's a drought, you sell water, right? If there's a flood, you sell boats, right? And if there's a plague, you sell coffins, because you know what? We are problem solvers. We build business to solve problems. In a country like this with a lot of problems, that's where we thrive. So I'll go as far as saying that Trinidad and Tobago has more business opportunities than Canada and the United States because we have way more problems than those countries. Way more.
0: Growing pains, essentially.
1: Yeah. There are a lot of people waiting to get houses from HCC. Thousands of people. And the government can't keep up. We fill it in that gap.
0: How do you get your, your cash flow participants? How do you get them ready to be able to make those investments?
1: They find it for themselves. They make the, the investments themselves.
0: Do you advise them to go and get debt and everything?
1: Um, they practice it themselves. We just get them advice and guide them along. They choose their own path. They become their own financial experts. Because when you are dealing with simulation-based, it's a different level of learning than classroom So style. it's
0: more empowerment, than, Way a, more empowerment. Than, than actual coaching.
1: And I think that's why politicians don't like it too much. Because it empowers people. Sorry, sorry to say, but I've been real. Because they know of us and they refuse to touch it because they don't they don't want people to be empowered. Having an empowered population might be dangerous to people who whose power thrives from people that are dependent on them.
2: Roger, do you also um, teach sales training?
1: Yeah, of course. And we're good at it because simulation based again. In fact, to apply cash flow to real life, you have to be in the sales profession.
2: Is it do with social media and advertising or is it? No,
1: that's not... marketing. Okay. Sales is dealing with people, closing deals, handling objections, right. booking meetings, that kind of thing. Making money, that's sales. So to do cash flow in real life, you have to be in the sales profession. You have to be I think you're very sales. good at sales. Thank you very much. I've practiced, that's why. I actually started off at the, the again. <laughs> you know, when I started off in sales, I was scared. I could not sell at all. I was... I straight off no from way. business school. You're yeah. natural. Oh no, I'm not. I'm actually very introverted. When I was in business school, hell no. <laughs> dead That's what serious. I say sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> serious. I was actually going to do a PhD as one of those types. I'm a nerd. Well, I just don't it, wear glasses well, anymore.
2: extroverted nerd then.
1: I'm extroverted now because of training. Oh my god. I started sales training in 2007 because I was feeling selling insurance. So I remember this one time, my insurance company got a bunch of booths in Trinity Mall and they were promoting a health plan and all that stuff that was now about to come out, right? And they had us agents there. And all we had to do was get people's names for a raffle. And of course, in SMART, you get all these names and numbers and you get to sell them insurance after, right? So most agents had like 30 names and 40 names. I was there from the beginning to the end. Guess how much names I got? Mm,
0: 150.
1: How much do you think? 97. 97, really? Wow. Zero. zero I was scared to talk to strangers I got rejected once or twice and I was like I don't know how to do this
2: wow you're transformed then so this is really interesting
0: so so for people listening who are also afraid of sales right how Mm -hmm. do they get from being afraid of sales to where you are right now where you're selling every two
1: minutes constant (laughs) practice constant practice constant practice so (laughs) just
0: go into the deep end there's no roadmap or anything
1: every human being is a genius every human being is a genius and your brain can't change. I agree with that. So there's a book called Super Brain by Dr. Rudolf Tanzi and Deepak Chopra, right? Super Brain is fantastic. And what they say is that your brain is very dynamic. It's the most dynamic part of your body. It's not static like they teach you in the education system where you're either bright or you're dunce. That's the word we use by the way, dunce, right? You're either bright or you're dunce. It's not so. Everybody's a genius. Even listening to this conversation right now, your brain is making new connections. You're learning something new. So your brain is changing all now. And during a simulation, it's multiplied, it's exponential. Right? So, you know, those kids, when they're playing video games, you play video games when you're growing up. Yeah. Super yeah, Nintendo. You yeah.
0: play a lot of wrestling.
1: For hours, and
0: Hours.
1: Hours. You get coins on your hands. You know, you want to pee not not
2: moving. I was doing
0: homework.
1: Oh my God, nerd. <laughs> right?
0: Emma, yeah, don't come on, Karen Powell, and tell <laughs> lies. <laughs> we don't appreciate that. We, we like the truth on this show
1: so we call that full engagement where your kids hours upon hours they'll play non-stop and the parents will be horrified and say look if you spend a quarter of that time on your homework you'll be a genius and it's true so what if we're able to trigger something like that in the field of education
0: but what if homework is just not as interesting as what we were doing though, as, as the game or the TV show or he's whatever? He's saying he's going to yeah.
2: make it interesting. I'm yeah. in tr- and I'm interested. So when you make I, 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 That's a challenge. This so, so this
1: is the other piece of the puzzle. It's not just simulation-based. When you make learning fun, it's a totally different level of learning. You learn naturally without even trying. How do you make learning
2: fun? I, I think that's something I would like t- or maybe need to know how to learn.
1: Well, over years and years of trial and error. So our cashier club sessions, as opposed to other cashier clubs worldwide, our cashier sessions are a ton of fun. We make you laugh. We have free food and drinks in the class. We oh, have free food? Yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah I'm coming. Do do? Why you <laughs> don't you with that? Why do we like have to go our... <laughs> <laughs> snacks. Uh-huh. But you know... Oh, snacks. We still we have book prizes. Well, you said you have free drinks. Yeah, water. Like <laughs> this kind of thing. I <laughs> am right.
0: even bothered we with this tried, club. We
1: tried alcohol in the past. It failed miserably. So <laughs> we tried a lot of things. Back in the days with, with free sessions, people used to donate food and all kind of thing. It was, it was ridiculous. But yeah, we make learning fun. So cash to is a lot of fun. So people come to, like say we train in a bank, for example, we have trained a lot of banks. They're tired after work. They're sleepy, especially after lunch. Oh, a cash recession wakes them up. They get extreme amounts of energy. There's even music in the class for crying out loud. It's like a fish market. Your class is like a fish market. It's like a fish market. So let me, let me describe this to you. This guy named Edward. He is one of those guys. He's from Jack originally. He came. He, he goes to a lot of those investment seminars at the Hyatt and the Hilton. It was fancy investment seminars where they talk about different economies of the world and how they grow. And you can invest in this with this mutual fund. He loves going those things. So he came to the cash flow in his shirt and tie. His friends told him about this cash flow thing. There's this group of people. They're doing some fantastic things. So he came and he was like, what crap is this? You're using games? I'm not staying here. How rude is he? How rude is he? He was very direct. So he said, Edward, before you leave, take a walk around. My momma's in with me at the time. So we both convinced him. He said, before you leave, take, a, take just one round. Just take one round around the class. Just walk around and listen to the conversations. And he did so. We finally convinced him. He walked around and he, he listened, he listened, he walked back to the front with his eyes open wide. He said, Where do I pay? How much? Well, he did 990, 990 time. He did the entire course, right? And that's pretty typical because cash was completely opposite to an investment seminar. It's always
2: like minus one off the real, like, piece of money like you know what's that why well, they always like 99 or like 99.
0: so to make you think it's, <laughs> so it's so thing not it's not actually ten dollars it's only nine dollars and a, 99 cents
1: yeah. it's not a thousand dollars just nine hundred ninety nine dollars exactly yeah. we all know and now we get them the dollar change and with big with a big smile on our face like yeah take that little dollar change you write a check for hundred $1, a thousand dollars to get them a hundred dollars a dollar change you know it's the funniest thing it's a
0: psychological thing that's a big marketing thing
1: but it is the future of education learning is actually supposed to be fun and simulation based so, math, science is the same thing for science. The kids actually have fun learning science. Sales Australian Academy, we make them laugh all the time. We have book prizes. Same thing again. Right now, we're working on a math. We're trying to figure out how to make math fun and simulation-based. So, my girlfriend has a company called MathWiz. So, we're now trying to tweak it to see how we can make it more simulation-based and fun. So, we heard of a company in the States that figured out how to use chess to teach Mathematics. Right? So we're in the process of trying to find out their secret sauce. If not, we just buy the franchise. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Chess and checkers to use it to teach math. You know? Even if it's something as simple as letting the kids play a game of chess or checkers right before they attend math class just to get the brain in the frequency of learning math. Because, you know, some kids have a lot of energy it's hard to sit down and just do math. But if you play a game before, it makes a big difference.
0: Okay. So, what it really is about is about... Learning my simulation. Yes, it's about getting assets that generate income. Yes, and not just you add to your balance sheet then you pay a mortgage or you pay your car loan or whatever it is. <laughs> income so statement. You, so the focus is on cash flow. Yes, and that's the that's the number one principle. Isn't your number R- one principle? Richard
1: Branson is a billionaire. Right. He has over three hundred and fifty businesses, all bringing him money every single month, and that's just businesses alone. We don't even know his real estate investments. Right. That's how people get rich. They have multiple sources of income. And most rich people have businesses and real estate. They all play the game. So it's so, not
0: really too much about, let's say you invest in a company, you invest in a property, and so and you wait for that capital appreciation down the no, your road. You're not into that, that. They
1: call that capital gains. We have yeah. for cash flow deals. So we use capital gains deals to acquire cash flow deals. That's what cash flow teaches you. But not this one that you have here. This is cash flow 101. So in our six-week course, we do three sessions of cash flow 101 to get you and your brain ready because they're two separate parts of you to get your brain ready for cash flow 202 and cash flow 202 is what teaches you the real deals how to put deals together how to raise capital from investors before it works and it takes you your learning from what you learn here to at a higher level and that's when people start building a lot of businesses going to real estate they realize i don't have to have three million dollars in the bank to buy this property i'm gonna raise capital they use investors to get a down payment. Use bank financing. They know exactly what to do because they practice it over and over in a simulation. Interesting.
2: Okay. Well, Roger, I think sitting here with you today, I feel that reaching for the stars is possible. You give a lot of energy, you know, and you give a lot of examples. And thank you. you know, thank you for sharing.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right, I think that's a nice place to wrap. All right there, you have it, Podcast World. Take part in that cash flow program. Roger's been selling it every two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Emma Charles. Minute and a episode half. Episode 18. <laughs> she will teach you how to incorporate your business, what to look out for, how to protect your business. Very good. How to save your business.
1: Lawyers are a very important part of your team.
0: Definitely. The
2: team is important.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yes, the team. Business
1: and investing are team sports. Definitely. So a lot of institutions that fund entrepreneurs by themselves, big mistake. Fund teams.
0: All right. What? Great. What a way to start back season three.
1: All
2: right. I gave you
0: guys too much <laughs> rum tonight. I gave you guys too much rum. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where's the music, Kevin? It's Podcast World, Kevin
0: Studios. We are out. Thanks a lot, guys.